Good morning, new community. Hallelujah. Can we just take a few moments to just worship the Lord right now and just to, hallelujah, just rest in and bask in what he is doing. Hallelujah. And the spirit of the Lord is in this place. God, we honor you. We worship and adore you, God. We bless your name in this place, God. God, we thank you that as we have lifted up hands and hearts and songs and minds, God, that you have chosen to be in the midst of us today. God, we thank you for your presence that is tangible in this place, God. We thank you, hallelujah, that you are resting here, that you are moving here, that you are speaking here. God, thank you that you are healing here. You are delivering here. God, thank you that you are liberating here. Hallelujah. God, we thank you, God. Hallelujah. We honor you in this place. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. And we are so grateful that you are here with us right now. Hallelujah. Just for one more minute, just let him continue to speak. Continue to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name. You are Lord and King above all, and there is no one like you. In all the earth, there's no one like you. And we thank you that we have the privilege of belonging to you, of being called your own your sons, your daughters, your children. You even call us your friends, God, and we thank you. That we have the privilege of relationship with you. It is an honor to belong to you. It is an honor to be called yours. We thank you. We thank you, God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. We bless his name. Hallelujah. For us, you know, we're worshipers. It, first of all, it doesn't take much. And secondly, we could just stay there all day. Hallelujah. It is something when the Lord makes the decision to manifest tangibly his presence in the midst of us when we worship and we feel the weightiness of God's presence and his glory in this place. And I'm so honored that he is here today. I'm also honored to be before you today. It's been a while, hallelujah, but I am so honored to be back. I give honor to Minister Tim, amen. Give honor to Pastor Sanders, praise God for him, hallelujah. So I am going to... Um, just talk kind of casually today, if that's okay, and I promise not to hold you very long. I am very well aware that it is Super Bowl Sunday, and while I have no dog in this particular fight because I'm still in a dysfunctional relationship with the Bears, I am going to be sure <laughs> that I complete the assignment, but also that I do it in a timely manner so that you all can get ready for what's next. Amen? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, y'all pray for me. I, I still love the bears. They don't love me back, but y'all so y'all just pray. So I want to start by um, leaning into um, 
the uh, topic of this uh, teaching series, amen, and going to Isaiah chapter 43. Thank you, Minister Tim, for that. Amen. I've been watching online and I have been enjoying the word that has gone forth. I'm so excited about what God is doing this year in the body of Christ, but I'm so excited for what God is doing this year specifically for new community. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is faithful to his promises concerning you as individuals and as a community of faith. And God is certainly going to continue to take you where he promised he would. Amen. So let's talk, let's dig into this. Isaiah chapter 43. We're actually going to start with verse 15. Forgive the typo. Amen. Uh, verse 15, I'm going to read in a New Living Translation. Isaiah 43, 15 says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers and dry wasteland. I will get a new iPad because this one is not working for me. I got it. There we go. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. And um, I've been, like I said, I've been watching online. I've really been enjoying the series, Minister Tim. Amen. And, you know, I, I took a lot of notes from Philippians. You will hear those again. I will give you the credit the first time. The next time I say it, the Holy Ghost told me. And um, I've been enjoying it. Um, um, and um, and I, 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 as I was studying for this and asking the Lord what he wanted to say, the Lord kind of reminded me, you know, of some things going on in my own life. And usually when I share with you, I kind of tell on myself and share a few things in my life. And hopefully that'll, you know, help us all kind of get on the path to where God is leading us. If I can share with you where God has brought me from and brought me to, right? So, you know, even though it is February and, you know, January was about 53 days long, God reminded me about how, yeah, it felt, yeah, January the 49th, I was like, okay, Lord, what are we doing? So, so the Lord reminded me of, you know, the thing that I used to do every new year, and that was make a New Year's resolution, and a lot of us do it or have done it, right? And so every year I would make a New Year's resolution because that's the popular thing to do. And I would talk about all the things I wanted to do, all the things I wanted to see, all the places that I wanted to go. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to be more intentional about relationships. I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch less TV. All of these different things. And I would start out the year pretty well. And then right around January the 46th, I would kind of fall off of what the plan was that I had made for myself. And I remember one year as I was resetting my resolution yet again, I was sitting there thinking about all the resolutions that I had made before and how, 
you know, kind of either in the beginning of the year or midway through the year, sometimes I had fallen off of the plan that I had set. And I had fallen off of the decisions that I had made, and I hadn't quite followed through with everything. And thinking about this caused this level of disappointment in me, because I'm like, okay, every year I make these resolutions, every year I make these promises to myself, and every year I make these plans, and for some reason, could be life, could be anything, I don't always follow through and complete what it is that I started. So... One year, as I was sitting there with journal in hand, and I'm ready to make these resolutions, uh, the Lord gave a thought to me, and he said, why don't you make this year's resolution that you will keep every promise you make to yourself? And it froze me in my tracks. <laughs> it's like, what? He's like, make this resolution that this year you will keep every promise you have made to yourself. So... Make yourself hyper-aware of everything you're promising yourself. Have conversations with yourself about why these things should happen. And make a determination that you're going to keep your word to yourself. And I was pretty shocked because I had never felt or heard it put that way, right? And so one year, so that year, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to be intentional about the promises that I make to myself, and I'm going to make a determination that I'm going to keep every promise that I make to myself this year. I'm not going to fall off. I'm not going to do any of those things. I don't want to end the year disappointed. So as I started down this journey, I really became aware of the types of promises that I was making to myself. I became aware that with the intentions that I had to have a better outcome for that year, I was making myself solely responsible for those outcomes. I was also aware that as I was making these resolutions that I had fallen short of asking God what he wanted to do within those resolutions for that year. So I piled a bunch of things onto myself, and I piled a bunch of responsibility onto myself, and I piled a bunch of expectations onto myself, and I remember the Lord telling me, the reason why you're having an issue following through with these things is not because the promises that you're making to yourself aren't good, the promises that you're making to yourself are mine. Again, frozen in my tracks. What? It's like the promises that you're making to yourself are good, but the promises that you're making to yourself aren't mine. And so, of course, that pushed me to the word. And if you look in Isaiah, um, and uh, Minister Tim talked about this when he was in Philippians, about forgetting the things that are behind. One of the things that kept driving me to make these resolutions is the fact that I kept failing them before. So I kept making resolutions, I'm going to be better this year, I'm going to be better this year, I'm not going to fail this year, I'm going to be better this year, I'm going to be better this year. And the past kept creeping up in how I planned my future. The past kept creeping up. And then I would look at other people, friends of mine who have made determinations. They determined to lose weight this year. They lost the weight. They were determined to uh, get, go back and get their education. They did that. They were determined to finish up projects. They did those. They were determined to be more intentional about reading and studying. And they did that. And I'm looking at all of these things. And while I was in a celebratory kind of mind for them, I was also kind of sulking because I was not in the place that I thought I should be, and I actually use their victories to highlight my defeat. 
rather than using their victories to motivate me and to show me that I could actually accomplish the things that I had set forth. Here's the, here's the takeaway with that. The reason why the Lord in Isaiah 43 is reminding us of all the things that he had done and reminding Israel of all the things that he had done is not so that we can say, well, yeah, that worked for them, but I don't know if that's going to work for me. It's supposed to be motivation to show, one, what God is capable of, and two, how intentional God is about bringing similar things into our own lives. It's the reason why he said, okay, I'm going to tell you, we're going to run down everything that happened, all of the victories that I brought you through this far, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do for you. And it's not minimizing what God had done previously. It's just using that to motivate us to say, hey, if the Lord could do that for them then, what does he have in store for me now? And he says, I am doing a new thing. And depending on which translation you read of this scripture, uh, he says either I'm doing a new thing or I will do a new thing. In this particular scripture, when he says I am doing a new thing, it's talking about something that's already in progress. Which is why he says, do you not perceive it? Can you not see it? There are a lot of things that we have been believing God for that the Lord is saying they're already happening. If you tap in, you'll see that these things are already in progress. I've already begun this work in your life. I've already begun to put you on the path to this particular place, to this particular thing. It's not something that is afar off. It's already happening now. And I know for me, there are a lot of things that the Lord had begun in me that I kept pushing off to the future as though it's something that would happen eventually. And so my mindset wasn't that it was happening in me now, but that one day it would happen. One of these old days, it'll happen. In the sweet by and by, it'll happen. But there's a lot of the things that we're believing God for. If we just look, if we just perceive and discern what God is doing, we'll see that God has already begun the work. He's already begun the healing. He's already begun the progress. He's already begun the elevation. He's already begun the promotion. These things are already in progress. So this is the year and the season that we discern not only what God wants to do, but what's already happening in our lives. And so he told them, I'm doing a new thing. It's nothing compared what you saw compared to what I'm about to do for you. This is the year that we reset, refocus, and refresh our faith and our expectation. Our faith in believing that God is able to do the impossible, but also our expectation that I'm going to see what I believe he can do in my life. One of the things that I'm so excited about is seeing how God is keeping his word to us as a body of Christ, but in particular how God is keeping his word to this house, to new community. There are many things that have been spoken over this body of believers that are already happening and have happened as we stand here today in 2024. The things that God said he would do for you, they're already happening. That river has already begun to flow. And it might have been two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, six years ago that some of you have heard those things and the plans that God had for you. And now here you sit in 2024 seeing the fruit of what God said. 
From the moment it was spoken, it was already in progress. From the moment it was imagined in the mind of God, it was already in progress. And I know we've said this before, Minister Tim and other ministers have said it. The way that we do time in earth is not the way that heaven does time. Earth is always catching up to what has already been established in heaven. So whatever it is that God has told you, it was in progress from the moment you received that word. It was already done and settled in heaven, and now the earth has heard that word, and that earth is trying to catch up to the word that God has already spoken. It's already happening. So we have to change our mindset when we hear that to say, okay, it's not something that God's going to do eventually one day. This is already happening in my life. From the moment the word was giving, the earth has already begun to manifest the thing that God has said. And if that's the case, then I have to exercise my faith in order to connect with what God said and where he said the thing would be. These things are already in progress. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. There is an immediacy, if you can feel it, about the things that God is saying this year. There's an urgency. There's this kind of weighty expectation that is happening in the spirit realm because this is the year that we see these things manifest. And some of this stuff is coming quickly. There are things already that it's just February now. You're looking like, wow, I thought about this in January. and Here I am. It's already happening. Things have been accelerated. Because God wants us to see his goodness as he promised in the land of the living. And for his promises not to be abstract, but for his promises to be manifested right now. We serve a God who is the God of the impossible. He is not slow. He does not second guess himself. He is very aware of the things that we need and where we need to go. And he's very intentional about getting us to those places. So forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do with you today. Minister Tim talked about forgetting those things that are behind and stretching, reaching forward to those things that are before and pressing towards the mark, you will find, particularly, I believe, within maybe the next couple of months or so, that need for that press. There are a lot of things that are going to try to come to discourage us, to make us think that the word of the Lord is not going to happen, to make us think that that was just a moment and the moment is over. That's why it's so important when the spirit of God manifests and when we're together gathering or even when we're by ourselves in the kitchen washing dishes and the Lord just decides he wants a moment with us. That's why it is so important that we sit in those moments and allow God to do what it is he wants to do and say what he wants to say. It is those moments that fuel us for what's coming. And it is those moments that empower us that, okay, God is with me now and whatever I face, he'll be with me then. That's why it's so important that we sit in those moments because there are times that are coming that are going to challenge the experiences we have here. And there are words that will come to try to challenge the experiences that we have here. And make us think that the moment has passed, okay, on to the next moment. And this moment is supposed to be a catalyst. It's supposed to be the thing that lights the map that shows us the way that God wants to take us. And so God is moving us from moment to momentum. 
so that we are moving forward in the things that he has promised, moving forward in the word that he has given, and that we're moving that way with expectation. You could take a moment and just ask yourself, what do I expect God to do for me this year? And with that expectation, how am I celebrating the idea that what I'm expecting God already has in progress? Like, how do I celebrate the idea of God's intentionality towards me? How do I lean into the fact that God wants this for me more than I could ever want it for myself? How do I lean into the fact that my future as I follow God is not only guaranteed and my success is not only guaranteed, but how do I lean into the fact that my success was guaranteed and spoken over me before I even got to earth? How do I lean into the fact that God wants this so bad that everything that I will ever need while I'm on earth, God already has it placed in the earth and it's just waiting for me, waiting for my words and waiting for my faith to activate the thing so that I can see it in my life? Like, how do I lean into the fact that God is that intentional about me and that God is that excited about my success? How do I get my expectation up so that no matter what it is that I may face, whether it's work, whether it's family, whatever it is, it doesn't dampen what God has said about me, and I can actually use that to fight through what has come to challenge what God wants to do. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Um, one of the things that I thought about was when uh, Jesus spoke to the fig tree and how amazed the disciples were that Jesus actually got results when he spoke to the fig tree. We, we visited that before. We could have a whole teaching series on the disciples' mindset. It would be amazing. When Jesus spoke to that fig tree and said, you're not going to bear fruit anymore because it didn't have fruit when he came, and then the, the disciples said, Jesus, the fig tree you spoke to is dead. Look at it. It's not giving forth any fruit. Oh, my God. How did you do it? And Jesus was telling them, listen, all you need to do is have faith. If you have faith, like a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, it's going to happen, right? First of all, as a parenthetical aside, it amazes me that the fig tree missed the assignment because when the one who made you shows up, apparently you had the ability to do what it commanded you to do, he commanded you to do, or he would not have come. But that's another teaching for another time. So when he cursed this fig tree, he showed the disciples it doesn't matter what the current situation is. If you have faith, things can change. And that's where the fig tree missed the assignment because the fig tree didn't realize that even though naturally speaking, it wasn't supposed to have figs, it only had leaves. When Jesus shows up, it means the season has changed. When Jesus shows up, it means the season has changed. So even though you're in a situation in your life where it looks like you have to follow a certain pattern, when the Lord shows up and speaks over it, the pattern has to change according to the word of God. So when the Lord says there's favor on your life to get a particular thing and it means that you won't have to go through some of the hoops and jump over some of the ropes that most folks do, we have to believe that because when favor shows up, it means the season has changed. And when the Lord says that, you know, there's going to be a healing in your body and I know what the doctors have said, we have to realize that no matter what's going on in our body that the season has changed. 
And that is the thing about getting our faith and our expectation reset because things that are happening in the world are following a particular pattern, but the Lord can disrupt that pattern at any moment. As a testimony, I was working a particular job and I was there for about 13 years and the Lord had spoken a word to me and saying, hey, it's time for a promotion. It's time for you to accelerate. It's time for you to be somewhere where you can be fully you, be fully authentic and your gifts will make room for you. And it told me all these things, right? And I'm like, okay, Lord, okay. And as I was at this job, the job offered me a promotion, but the promotion didn't look exactly like what God said, but it was a promotion, right? So, you know, because I know everything and I'm so smart, I took the promotion at the job and it was just more of the same and still underpaid for more of the same, right? And so what happened was uh, God gave me favor with someone. I wasn't looking for a job actively. God gave me favor with someone. They said, hey, you need to apply for this job. I think you'd be the perfect fit. You need to do it. You need to do it. And I prayed about it. And the Lord's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. So I went ahead and did it. I got the job. Six months later, I got called into the HR office. Hi, it's not working out. And I was amazed. I was like, what do you mean it's not working out? They said, it's not working out. We're so sorry. It's nothing you've done. We want to make that clear. You're wonderful. We love you. It's just that we have another idea and want to go in a different direction. So we have to unfortunately let you go. We're so sorry. And you've done nothing wrong. And even though you've only been here six months and we only do this for people who have been here a few years, we're going to give you a severance. We love you, but we can't keep you. We're so sorry. And I was so disappointed and I was so confused and I was so hurt because I was like, Lord, I just know you told me promotion. Yes, I did. Lord, you told me acceleration. Yes, I did. Lord, you told me this and you told me that. Yes, I did. Said, so, well, Lord, why did I move from this job to this job only to be let go six months later? And he said, because it's the only way you would have left that job. He's like, this job is a bridge to where I'm taking you. It was not the door. But I had to get you on the bridge so you could see the door. And I felt, Pastor Leslie, I felt silly. <laughs> I really did. Because I didn't realize that the Lord had used this as a catalyst to move me because I had fallen back into complacency again and what he wanted to do he couldn't do while I was there so he had to give me favor with somebody to get me convinced to get out of there so he could get me to where I am now and now I'm exactly what the Lord said I would be and I thank God for that. I just had to take the long way around. It was supposed to take, what, a few days? And it took me 40 years, you know. I understand. Israel, I understand. I get it. I understand. And the point is that what God had promised me, it's not that I didn't believe it necessarily, but my expectation hadn't moved from the place that I was. And because my expectation hadn't moved, I couldn't see where I was supposed to go. You know, so since I grumbled and complained in the wilderness, the Lord took me around a few times by way of this bridge to get me out of there. And then once I got out of there, he's like, now that I have your attention and you can actually see what I'm doing, this is where you're supposed to be. And I ended up in exactly that place. So our expectation has to go beyond our familiar. 
It has to go beyond what we're used to. I said this before, and I'll probably say this until the Lord comes and gets us. It doesn't take faith all the time if it makes sense. And if it makes sense, it probably doesn't take faith. So we have to be open to the ways that God wants to do things. That's why when he ran that history down, he said, okay, but forget all of that. I'm going to do something new in you. I'm not going to repeat the same old pattern that you're used to. I want to do something new. I want to do something different. I want to show my glory in a way in your life that you've never seen. I want to bring you to places you never thought that you could go, that you only imagined, but I want to do it my way. I don't want you so married to a pattern that I can't move outside of that box. And I don't want you to think that you're the one who's responsible for outcomes. You're responsible for obedience. I'm responsible for outcomes. And if you just obey, you'll get to the outcome that I promised. Like, I finally got there, finally, Minister Tim, I finally got there, but I, had to, I took the long way around because I had in my mind the idea of how God was going to do this because this is the way that made sense. And I said before that a lot of the things that God does, you know, it doesn't make sense. To the natural mind, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for Jesus to curse a fig tree for not having figs out of season. It doesn't make sense for Jesus to spit in the dirt and put it on a man's face. It doesn't make sense, right? But faith and expectation positions us for the things that don't make sense. And we're able to see those things happen in our lives. It didn't make sense for the Lord to speak into the air and stuff pop up. We're literally living in something God spoke. It doesn't make sense. But that's the season we're in. We have to be married to the idea that a lot of the things that God wants to do in my life are not going to make sense. And the ways that he wants to do them are not going to make sense. They may even look foolish to people who are close to us. They may even look silly to people who are familiar with us and who think they know us. God might tell us to do some amazing, amazing and radical things that people aren't used to seeing. But you know what? We're still going to get to the place that God said if we do it the way that God said. Let's look at Amos. I promise I'm almost done. I will not be here before you long. So we have to reset, refresh, and refocus our faith and our expectation. Look at Amos chapter 9, and we're going to start with verse 13. This is, these are the types of things that God wants to do for us, right? The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and the grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. Then the terraced vineyards on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. I will bring my exiled people of Israel back from distant lands, and they'll rebuild their ruined cities and live in them again. They'll plant vineyards and gardens. They will eat their crops and drink their wine. I will firmly plant them there in their own land. They will never again be uprooted from the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. Now, speaking this to people who are in captiv captivity seems foolish because they see oppression, they see problems, they see pain, they see all of these things. But here's the thing, God was trying to get them to see something different than what they were used to. 
It's like, I know this is what you have experienced, but what I want to do for you looks nothing like that. I know this is the way that you think it's supposed to happen, but the way that I want to do it for you looks nothing like that. The message translation of this, uh, this scripture I love so much because it says that things are going to happen so fast it's going to make your head swim. Hallelujah. And I could use some of that in my life, right? I want to see the Lord do things so fast in such a way that I never anticipated that it makes my head swim. I want the blessings of the Lord to overtake me so much that I'm so overwhelmed that I'm saying, wait, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. These are the types of things that God wants to do. Look at this. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing on the heels of another, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. This is not abstract. This is God's intention for us living right now. This is the way he wants to do things in our life, but we have to get our faith and our expectation up so that this doesn't become so radical that we don't believe it can happen. This is what God wants us to see while we're here. This is not a sweet by and by. This is not an eventually one day, oh, I hope. This is a definite thing that God wants to do in our lives right now, today. We can experience this when we leave this building today. We can experience this while we're having conversations with one another after this service today. This is how close it is for us. This is how weighty the breath of God is speaking this. This is supposed to be happening right now. And I promise you, men and women of God, if you take this word, if you take the word Minister Tim has ministered, the other pastors have ministered, if you take that at face value and say it wasn't just a good word, it wasn't just a moment, this is the Lord. Lord reminding me of his intention toward me and you encourage yourself and you remind yourself of that and you build up your faith and you build up your expectations, I can promise you standing right here that you will see what he said this year. And why do I have the confidence to promise you that? Because it's what he said. Because it's what he said. This entire series, this reset and refresh and refocus, this entire series is putting us and positioning us and aligning us so that we can see what God has said in every area of our lives, whether it's healing, deliverance, insight, wisdom, whatever it is that we need. Could be finances, could be property, whatever it is, God is aligning us so that we can see exactly what he said. Take the promises of God at face value. Put your name in the text. But the Lord remembered Israel and commanded the blessing upon them. Put your name. But the Lord remembered Lori. But the Lord remembered Christy. But the Lord remembered Sean. And commanded the blessings there. Make it personal this year. It's not here. It's here. Make it personal this year. I am going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm not going to be the tree he walks up to with no fruit. My season has changed. Whenever he asks for it, I'm giving him fruit. Whatever he demands of me, I'm giving that up. 
And whatever he has for me, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Kept my promise. Go Kansas City. But seriously, new community, I'm so excited about what God is doing for you as a community of faith. I'm so excited to hear the testimonies of God's goodness in the days to come and in the ways that he's visited, in the ways that the word that you have already received have manifested in your lives. As Minister Tim encouraged you all before to stretch yourselves forward and press into what God is doing and to where God wants to take you. I believe with all my heart, with all my heart, I stake my name on it. I believe with all my heart that the Lord is going to show up for us in ways this year that we didn't see him do last year, not because he didn't want to, but because of where our faith and expectation is, he has room and permission to move in ways he didn't last year. Our faith gives him permission to move. Our expectation gives him permission to move. And we see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And things happening, one thing on the heels of another, so fast that our heads will swim. As he makes ways in the wilderness and streams in the desert of our lives. God, we thank you that you are a God of your word and that your promises are yes and they are amen in Christ Jesus. God, we thank you that as we reset and refresh and refocus, God, that you are increasing our faith and our expectation, Lord, that you are giving us the strength to press forward into the things that you've called us to. God, we thank you, God, that the words that you have spoken over these weeks, God, they are not just moments. They have given us momentum to go forward and to see the things that you have said and to do the things that you have commanded. God, thank you that our lives will not be the same this year as it was last year. We will see your goodness. We will see your hand move. We will see healing, deliverance, miracles. We will see salvation, God. We will see everything that you have commanded because we believe it and because our faith and our expectation has opened the way we've taken you out of the box and we tell you that you can move the way that you want to move, speak how you want to speak, and we will agree. We will say yes and amen. God, even as Mary said when the angel came to her and told her that she was going to give birth to the Savior and the circumstances circumstances were impossible. She said, I have never known a man. It's impossible. And the angel said, this is how it's going to happen. The spirit of the Lord is going to overtake you and the glory of God is going to overshadow you. And that that you carry will be conceived of the Holy Spirit. And God, when the word was spoken, she did not doubt. She said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done according to your word. Today, God, we stand as Mary did in that visitation because we have not missed this visitation. We say that we are your children. Let it be done according According to your word. We are your sons and daughters. Let it be done according to your word. We know the circumstances say it can't be done, but if you said it can be done, let it be done according to your word. We will see the birth of what you have conceived in us. We will hold it in our arms. Hallelujah. 
hallelujah, we will see it. It will live, it will thrive, and we will see your goodness as we live in this day. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. together. All the things that are happening are working together. All the things that we've experienced are working together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We love him. So these things have to work for our good because we love him and because we are called according to God's purpose. Hallelujah. 